You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, a writer, entrepreneur, and change maker, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. You just heard a great original composition by my son, Asher Schreiber. This podcast highlights some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet on this podcast. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. I'd like to welcome Amy Augustin to the Make Meaning Podcast. Amy is president of Venture 6, a creative production studio specializing in video production and design. That's where she launched Our Safer World, which prompted Amy to take a team to Uganda and then to Haiti to be a voice for a developing country. Welcome to Make Meaning, Amy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I was so inspired when I read about you in Crane's Detroit Business, um, not only for the company that you've built, but for how you're using your talent and um, your corporation to impact others and, and give a voice to people who may not have one. Um, so I'm really impressed with all that you've done so far. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I wanted to start by asking you, um, you, you describe yourself as a visual storyteller, and I'd like to learn more about what that means to you and, and the work that you do. Well, visual storytelling really is taking an idea, uh, a feeling, an emotion, and telling a story to the audience. So mm -hmm. there are many ways to do that. Corporations can do that and tell stories about their products and services. Mm -hmm. Documentaries do it. And, you know, by doing a documentary, you're able to lend a voice mm -hmm. maybe to people that wouldn't otherwise have a voice in the world. Sure. So it's, yeah, it's just, it's taking um, ideas and and feelings and, and kind of, you know, just sharing those things with the world, to put it in a very simple way. Yeah. Well, how did you get into mm -hmm. this line of work? What what led you to this path? Well, uh, I started out, my my first love and passion in the arts was theater. Okay. My undergrad, yeah, my undergraduate degree is in theater and communication. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with both of those disciplines. Um, I, I love doing um, speaking. I've done, I've taught at the university. I, I love just human communication has always um, really intrigued me the way that we interact with each other, both verbally and non-verbally. And then as far as theater, I fell in love with live theater and directing. Uh -huh. So I was in, yeah, I was in several plays in, in high school and college. Uh -huh. And I, I really found that being able to become a character and develop that kind of separate person was, was really 
fascinating to me. And again, it was all about goes back to that storytelling piece. You know, yeah. theater is is one of the earliest forms of storytelling that there were. You know, that there was was you know people sitting around a fire telling stories, entertaining each other. And so it's one of the most primitive forms of um, entertainment yeah. and the most primitive forms of communication. Sure. Yeah. So it's really mm-hmm. a common thread from your from your interest in theater um, to mm-hmm. visual storytelling. It's you know it's all sort of a linear progression. Um, developing characters, sharing the story, emotion. Um, you know, you can take away meaning from any story that you're watching, even if it's about other people. And so that building that connection through storytelling, it's pretty powerful. It absolutely is. And even, even if you looked at, at the statistics in advertising and what works, mm-hmm. um, in, in those areas, people respond when their emotions are evoked. And you can watch sure. commercials. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at commercials now. Yeah. The best ones are the ones that tell stories. They show families. They show people interacting. They, you know, It's not necessarily about the product. Right. It's about how that product makes you feel. I can't. And that's what we strive to, to accomplish both at the studio here. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that's just what you know, I try to do in my own life as well. Sure. I can't tell you how many times I've watched a TV commercial and I tear up or, you know, I mean, I I, I joke about the old Kodak commercials, especially if there's a graduation or a wedding. And I'm sitting there like trying not to cry, thinking how ridiculous this is, because I don't know the people in the commercial. And I know it's a commercial, but it evokes that emotion. And you can you can relate to that milestone or that that meaningful moment um, that you're seeing portrayed. And it's a pretty powerful way to, um, to share a brand. It really is. Yeah, it absolutely is. I was listening to the Today Show this morning and they, the Subaru commercial came on uh-huh. and it was all about keeping their family safe. And I, it made me, you know, sit up and go, oh my gosh, maybe I should look at a Subaru, you know, because <laughs> I have... I have children and, you know, of course, that's one of my biggest fears is a car accident. So, yep, yeah, yep. exactly. So something like that, it just really pulls at, at your heartstrings. Yeah. Actually, speaking of that, there's a, a series of commercials. If I can find them, I'll, I'll send them to you an email, but, um, they came from, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to mess this up, but they came from a European country. I want to say Denmark or something like that. And it was a series of car commercials, but there was a whole storyline. It was almost like mini, like longer than a commercial, but not a movie. And it was about a family um, where a divorce is happening and the car is basically taking the kids back and forth between mom and dad and how the wow. car becomes the refuge. And um, in the end, the whole family is together thanks to the car and, and it's building that cohesion. And even though the family is um, divided, they can still appreciate each other. It was really, really powerful. And it's wow. the kind of storytelling that you'd see in Europe that you may not see yet here um you know but but it was I, I was riveted i mean and then of course it's about a car so you know when you think yeah. about that it's 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 really powerful but i love when storytelling is subtle it's not hitting you over the head with something it's like you can almost respect and appreciate the brand more you know what do you think about that no i agree um another company that did a great job with that type of thing was coca cola uh-huh. um they had a series of commercials and i was watching them on youtube and it really was about pulling the world together you mm-hmm. know we're we're all part of humanity mm-hmm. and we're all one mm-hmm. and we all 
you know, share the same feelings and, and types of things. And I, and I think, I think it's critical mm-hmm. to have some element of that because we are all human beings yeah. and we do all share that common thread. I mean, we all want to feel safe. We all want to feel heard. We all want to feel empowered. We all want to feel loved. I mean, these are all basic human intrinsic needs. Sure. And I think if you can hit on those things, mm-hmm. and I agree with you, if you can do it subtly, I mean, you don't want to hit somebody over the head with it. Right. But if you can just subtly pull that out from somebody, I think it's one of the most powerful things that you can do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, my day job is public relations and business messaging. And I always tell my team that the storytelling that we're doing needs to have that human element because people do business with people. And so we're not going to be salesy in our tone. We're going to tell a story that will include our client, but not in a way that is so, you know, hitting you over the head in your face where it turns you off. You want to engage and, and those heartstrings are pretty important, you know? Absolutely. And think about how much stimuli we come have, have, excuse me, have coming at us every single day. Yeah. I mean, we have so many things coming at us on our, on our phones and on the computer and then our emails. And it's just constant, a constant stream of people trying to grab our attention. Right. And so the last thing we want is to be blatantly sold to. Right. Like, oh, here's somebody else trying to sell me something, you know, and, so I think that truly is the key. Advertisers have been forced to change their tactics. Sure. You know, you sure. have to you have to stand out from the crowd. And how are you going to do that? Well, you need to resonate with people somehow. Right. So, no, that's absolutely yeah. true. So um, mm-hmm. on that note, I want to ask you about Our Safer World. I'd like to hear a little mm-hmm. bit about how that came to be and what you hope for it. Well, it actually came to be... Uh, I started working for a company called Dice Corporation, and mm-hmm. they're a security automation software company in Bay City, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And the owner of the company's name is Cliff Dice, mm-hmm. and he hired me on to do uh, marketing and communications for Dice Corporation. He wanted to to update his brand. He want he wanted product videos. He just really wanted to increase his marketing. Mm -hmm. So that's great. So I started doing that and started working with him. Mm -hmm. And then as I got closer with him and and just started to kind of open up conversations with him on a more personal level, he just kind of explained to me his background and how he feels like he's reached a certain level of success and he felt like it was time to give back. Okay. And I said, well, I think my team can help you with that. Mm -hmm. We happen to have some um, corporate social responsibility specialists in Uganda that that we know Mm -hmm. and that we already have partnered with before. Mm -hmm. And I said, we know there are schools that are not safe. There's a school, one in particular, that doesn't have a door Mm -hmm. or windows. So their school supplies keep getting stolen. Their books keep getting stolen. So these children are trying to you know, trying to get an education and they're not even able to do that because the safety in these areas is, is, is lacking. Mm-hmm. And there's also, um, child head of households out there. There are young children raising their siblings because they've lost their parents and they're trying to go to school and trying to survive and, you know, all these, all these things. Sure. And so he immediately said, okay, I'm in mm-hmm. and what can I do? Mm-hmm. So, um, my team, we went out to Uganda, mm-hmm. to um, Katanga. Mm-hmm. We were also in Patango. And we took supplies out there. We took solar-powered flashlights, mm-hmm. solar-powered alarms. Okay. You know, things 
that we might think, you know, here they're like probably pretty primitive to us, but mm-hmm. there they're, they're huge for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And um, we provided a door with a lock and windows for the school, um, first aid kits, hygiene kits, mm-hmm. things of that nature. We also um, partnered with some local schools mm-hmm. and they gathered a bunch of school supplies, used and new school supplies. Mm-hmm. So we were able to donate all of these things to the schools. So we went over to Uganda and and um, documented this. You can mm-hmm. you can see it online. Mm-hmm. You can see it on our website, mm-hmm. um, venture6studio.com. And so that was the beginning of the Our Safer World series. Okay. And so this past April, mm-hmm. my team went back to Haiti. I saw that we one. Some, that was incredible. I saw the link that you sent me about Haiti. That was incredible. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we have some connections in Haiti as well. Uh-huh. And the uh, platform for this particular um, trip was Women's Empowerment. Okay. We were working with uh, two different groups out there, but the first group, they um, have an organization called Lift Kids. Okay. And they oversee several several organizations. That they oversee a school, they oversee a village, uh-huh. um, and different programs there. And so we found out that there was a village out there called the Naked Village, hmm. and they didn't have clothes for a long time. Wow! And so this group, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this group came in and actually um, did supply them with with clothing and started to help them mm-hmm. with as much as they could. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we found out that um, the women there often have children very young, mm-hmm. and they are never taught how to take care of their children. Oh wow! So yeah, so they're they're abusive. Oh. They don't know proper nutrition. Oh. They they just they, yeah they just really haven't been taught how to raise their children. So this cycle continues. Wow! So it was the vision of. Um, the leader of this uh, this uh, organization, her name is Missy. Okay. Missy decided that she'd like to have a class for 50 women uh-huh. and teach them how to take care of their children and Wonderful. how to be good moms. That's great. So our donations helped with that. Uh-huh. And we actually, um, we went there for a graduation ceremony. So that's one of the things we did out in Haiti is we, we actually bought all the women dresses and shoes oh. and they were able to go shopping and we held a graduation ceremony and presented them with certificates, which this is probably the only thing these women will graduate from. Sure. So we were honored to be a part of that. Yeah. And so they, yeah, so we did the graduation ceremony and then they had a dinner afterwards. Okay. And um, so that was part of it. We also went to an orphanage and donated games and food. And we went out to an island. Uh, it's actually off the west coast of Haiti called Laganav Island. Okay. Where another mission group is helping the community there with sustainable efforts. So they're building a kitchen in the school and we helped our donations are helping with that. Mm -hmm. And we did just did some manual labor. We were pulling rocks to help build the the soccer field and and we were scrubbing walls and we were just doing whatever we needed to do in Haiti to to help them out and, you know, donated um, food and and different things out there as well. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's really inspiring work that you're doing. 
Thank you. So um, as we wrap up our conversation, I wanted to ask you what advice you might have for listeners about how they might um, find success on that path toward purpose. You know, how can people really infuse their work and their and their daily lives with meaning? What, what advice would you have for people? I would, I would probably just say to never lose sight mm-hmm. of your purpose. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times that, and I'm guilty of this too, mm-hmm. we get so wrapped up in the hustle and bustle of the daily grind. Yeah. You know, we have to, we have to, we have to grocery shop, we have to get our kids to school, and then we have to get them to sports, and we have to make the meetings, and we have to make sure we work out, and we need to eat right. You know, we have all these things that are going through our heads, and and I think it's really easy to get caught up in that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think we just need to, to always stop and take a minute and mm-hmm. think to ourselves, you know, am I doing, do I feel like I'm doing my calling? Like, am I, am I answering my calling? Sure. Am I following my life's purpose? Yeah. And if, if there's a, a nagging feeling that you're not, mm-hmm. then you probably need to do what you need to do to shift directions. And it might not necessarily be an easy thing to do. Right. But I think we're, there's an obligation that we have to ourselves. Yes. To do that. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And I and I think the other thing, the other big takeaway I have is, you know, I never I never necessarily felt like I could help others. I didn't know how I would help others. Hmm. But I always just had faith that hmm. I would find a way to help others. Sure. And I feel like I've started to do that. I, I feel like I'm I've just scratched the surface of it. Sure. But I, I feel like I am using my position at this company with uh-huh. the visual storytelling to be able to give people voices That's so and to great. make people aware and, and hopefully to inspire people, yeah. not only to, to follow their passions, but to do their part in the world because each and every one of us should and can do that. That's such a beautiful sentiment. You know, somebody once <laughs> said to me that you can do well and do good. And there are two mm-hmm. different words, you know, you can succeed mm-hmm. and, and earn a lot of money and, and be comfortable, but you can also give back and make a difference. And, and those two really should go hand in hand. So bravo to you for finding a way to do that and for inspiring the rest of us to do that. And it's such a pleasure to, to chat with you today and to get to know a little bit about all of the incredible work you're doing. So um, I just want to thank you um, for being here, Amy Augustine, and thank our listeners for joining this conversation. And I just want to encourage people to check out Amy at Venture6Studio.com. That six is the number six. So Venture6Studio.com. So thanks for being here, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you, too.